Welcome to Museum Camp. Uh, my name is Megan. I'm Madison. Hello, and welcome to the podcast that brings you back through the depths of history via weird museums that nobody's ever heard of and no one asked to go to. No one's asking for this, um, <laughs> but we are every week bearing our souls for you. We're happy to oblige, we honestly. Are. We are very happy to. I think my specialty is things that nobody asked for. Nobody wanted, nobody asked for. Yeah. That's kind of my my sweet spot, I, honestly. I agree, I agree. Madison, what have you been up to? Oh, you know. <laughs> um... I have been just watching TV like it's my job. Gosh, could you imagine if that was your job? I think about that every day. So I do imagine. I can't imagine and I do imagine it every single day. I will continue. I will continue to dream about it. (laughs) Um, We finished 1899. Yeah. Very good. Okay. I can't wait to jump back into it. Then... Because I was sad that 1899 was canceled, mm-hmm. we started watching Dark. Okay. Which is another show I started and never finished. Yeah. Well, it's by the same people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and so far, I really like it potentially better than 1899 even. And I yeah. feel like you would really like Dark. The only thing I remember about Dark is... Um, laughing so fucking hard because, and I think it was dark. I, I have the memory in my mind of it being dark. But the very first scene, it pops up with like a date. Yeah. And in the European way, it says like, you know, for November, yeah. whatever year. Yeah. And then underneath, because I had the subtitles on, <laughs> subtitles on, it did a translation to say like November. 4th. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I Just also the most at that. pointless trans- yeah. translation of all time. Yes. And that one, um, since it's all in German, 1899 kind of went back and forth right. between English and a bunch of other languages, like a ton of other languages. Yeah. And so having it dubbed over wasn't, I felt like I was missing things by, you know, having it all be in English. But um, in dark, it's all in German, mm. of course. And so we have it doing the dubs and then also the captions. And I'm really enjoying it. It's okay. very... Um, dark, very dark, <laughs> very spooky. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So there's a couple seasons of it, I right? I think there's three or four. Okay, and they got to like finish it. Yeah. Um, and everyone online is like, "This is like some of the best TV." <sighs> I need to just bite the bullet and yeah. watch it. Yeah. Okay. Because it is the same thing with like, you know, Squid Game and stuff, where uh-huh. everything like it takes you a minute to kind of get you, into the yeah. Did you watch Squid Game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if we talked about it I or think not. We did. Okay. I found it a bit overwhelming. Yeah, same. Um, um <laughs> I don't I don't get of I all the things that the world universally could have latched on to. Yeah. It concerns me that that was it. It concerns me that that was it. And yet am I surprised? No. No, <laughs> no I am not. Nope, just sad. Yeah. Um so it took a minute, you know, it always with those dubbed shows it takes a minute to kind mm-hmm. of adjust to that yeah um but I like it okay. there is it's funny because like you know it's hard for me to always <laughs> grasp who everyone is you know and the, mm-hmm. the names and it's a lot of you know like people it's a lot of white people who look very similar <sighs> yeah. and they all have names that I'm not familiar with or can't pronounce or sure. You know, and so that makes it a little bit challenging. Yeah, that can uh, be tough. Sometimes, so I feel Game like of Thrones to... is going to be an uphill battle for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I think, honestly, the biggest barrier to entry. 
for me and GOT. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think, have I been watching anything else? A little bit more of Perry Mason. I'm going through that one slowly, just kind of here and there. Um, I think I'm going to start Perry Mason soon. I added it onto my list on yeah, HBO. It's good. I love a gritty old timey detective. Yeah. It's pretty good. Love it. Love it. How about you? What have you been doing well, and or watching? <laughs> speaking of gritty old time detectives, I am blazing through the alienist. I am in season two in the midst of it. I loved season two. It's very good. I loved it. God, I love it. Um, I love the, uh, and I'm not going to remember their names, Sarah and what's his name? The guy who Luke, Luke Evans. Yes. Yeah, or Luke Evans. Um, I love their little back and forth. John. John Moore. Moore, yes. Um, I do too. I, I love them. I love them. I love them. Um, but that's really all I've been watching. We kind of have been like playing games and stuff recently. Fun. So not a ton of TV. Um, but I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, there's been this thing on TikTok where people are like asking their favorite like um, – dinner table questions like you know if you go to a dinner party um and someone asked the question and i love this if you were a politician being sworn in what book instead of the bible would you get sworn in on Ooh, and and it's a tough one that is a tough one while you're thinking i'm gonna say mine because i put a lot of thought into this but i think the book that i find um has resonated with me the most Mm -hmm. throughout my entire life Mm -hmm. is the Bible. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? No. No. Um, The Phantom Tollbooth has always been one of my favorite books. I love it. And um, I think it's the perfect book. Yeah. And I'd swear in on that. Okay. I'd swear on that one. Um, I think there's a few routes I could go. Yeah. If I'm talking... Things that I hold most sacred. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a first edition copy of Gardner's Art Through the Ages. Okay. That I got from um, the art museum library sale. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's my pride and joy. Yeah. It's your little bundle of joy. It's my little bundle of joy. <laughs> if I'm thinking like, you know, the book that like raised me. Yeah. Potentially the care and keeping of you okay, from yes. the American oh. Girl universe. <laughs> the care and keeping of you. Yeah, and the that's care on and my keeping list. of our nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it all it's all full circle. <laughs> um I don't know. That's such a good Isn't that a cool question? question? I love it. Yeah. I also love that. Maybe I would just grab a Kindle. And then the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. The possibilities. Um, the possibilities. Wow. Um, oh, man, I love books. I know. I know I'd this ha- would be a tough question I for know. you. Because if also, there's a reader, it's you. Yeah. I'm also trying to think, oh, I have been reading. A, did I talk about this already? I don't um, think so. I think it's been a while since we've talked we've books. We've talked books. So I've, I'm about halfway through um, a book that I got from the library called The Magpie Murders oh. by Anthony Horowitz. Okay. That name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay. There's, it's, um, they turned it into a show on Masterpiece Ooh. Theater. Um, but it's just like 
It's very Agatha Christie vibes. Mm. Um, the queen. But it seems to me that this this one, and I think this is the first in a series, um, seems to me that this one is a little bit of like a book within a book. Um, uh-huh. And so there's some fun, I don't know, some fun timeline uh-huh. playing okay. around here, but I'm really enjoying it. Love that. Um, it's oh. An, oh, no, continue. Well, it's annoying because, so what I've started doing is um, I'm not, allowing my phone in my bedroom anymore I love I that. know because I don't I will just scroll and then sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just scroll yeah and, and then you can't go back and to I can't sleep. go back to sleep yeah. yeah so it lives out here now okay um how do you wake up um I have a an alarm clock that is a it's a wake-up light oh yeah. how is that I love it wow I love it um, I've had that one forever, but I always would just kind of ignore it yeah. and set my phone alarm. And then it was just a really bad decision. We have one, but we've never used it. Maybe I, I should recommend it. I really okay. enjoy it. Um, and so that one, you can wake up to just the light or you can add like, I, there's like bird and nature sounds. Okay. I hate birds. Yeah. Same. Um, <laughs> no, not news. Big fan of nature. Yeah. Hey, take birds. the birds out. Yeah. Of get the birds, get the birds out, out of, of nature. Your... Um, <laughs> But there's, I think, of all sorts of other stuff. Um, the, mine actually, I don't think it's actually birds. I think it's flutes. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um, and so, what were we talking? Oh, so I've been reading that before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. But the thing about reading at night is that I fall asleep within four minutes. Sure. <laughs> so I'm really it's chipped away to get this through. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Have you heard? Um, anything about the book that the prince, formerly known as Harry, <laughs> wrote? <laughs> um, I saw, I've just seen that it's out, uh-huh. um, and that it's breaking like Michelle Obama's <laughs> records or something. Because he gets weird in it. Of course he does. He talks about his penis a lot. Well, royals don't know how to be normal. They don't. So I don't know what anyone expected. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I just like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Like I'm. I care about Harry and Meghan. I, am, I don't I'm, care about the rest of them. I'm rooting for that family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's about as much as I can do. That's as much as I can do. In spirit, I'm not going to read his book. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just look up the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to read the Spark whole thing. Note it. Um, we also, just like high school yes just like it we also have been watching the circle because the newest yeah. season five, which we talked about in depth last uh-huh. week and i have to say this season is a little bit messier than my okay. tastes normally allow mm. for so i just like i'm hoping that it corrects itself you know <laughs> for next time around otherwise i might have to say goodbye yeah to the circle darn which is sad but yeah, you don't like messiness i don't like messiness no. but i also really want to watch um speaking of reality tv i want to watch the reboot of the mole yeah i'm surprised Netflix. you haven't I'm watched surprised it yet. i haven't either yeah um so i need to watch that that one's on my list yeah i got a lot on my list Always. I need to probably actually watch some TV. Yeah, you need to. I need to. Like, it's my job. Yeah. Um, Are we ready to just dive into a museum? I think so. Okay. Campers, good. are you ready? We can't hear you. All right. I'm going to take that <laughs> silence as a consent. Of, yep. <laughs> we're, 
no. Okay, goodbye, intro. <laughs> that was an impression of a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, welcome to the main segment, everyone. Welcome. So glad to have you here. Settle in. Um, and I'm going to jump in with a little story. Oh. On the evening on March 8th, 1994, the residents of Western Michigan saw something unusual in the sky. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, Ac- my God. <laughs> According to the Chicago Tribune, there were over 300 witnesses across 42 counties in Michigan who reported seeing the event. My heart is racing. (laughs) More than 300 calls were made to 911 that evening, with residents reporting strange and unnatural lights sparking along the eastern shore of Lake Michigan. Many residents reported that the lights were circular or cylindrical and flashed in different colors over the glistening lake. Some described them as looking like flying, flickering Christmas lights, but what they witnessed has never been conclusively identified. In Unsolved Mysteries, Volume (laughs) 3, several theories are put forward to explain the sighting, from aliens to military aircraft or a natural event like the Northern Lights. Audiences also hear directly from those who witnessed the event, all giving similar descriptions. A general incident report filed by Officer Jeff Velthaus of the Holland Police Department detailed his response to numerous 911 calls. After looking through binoculars, he too saw flying objects that were red, green, and white. Beautiful. Beautiful. At the time, radar operator Jack Bouchong from the National Weather Service, based at Muskegon, I think, Muskegon um, County Airport, recorded the spectacle and said that something did take place in the sky that required attention. Bouchong said he followed the objects on the weather radar and was certain that they were not a form of military aircraft. He said he had never seen an aircraft get up to a speed of 72,000 miles per hour before. That is crazy. That's so fast. It's so fast. Oh, my God. How fast do planes go? Uh, I could Somewhere between a snake and a mongoose. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered to look that up. <laughs> Unfortunately, it has never been confirmed what happened in the sky on the night of March 8th, 1994. Until in now, Until when now. we confirm it. We're confirming We're it. We're just going to be the authority. The Chicago Tribune reported in 1995 that researchers had ruled out the objects in the sky being a small plane, gas, a blimp, a weather balloon, a satellite, shooting stars, military aircraft, or debris. And friends... That only leaves one possible explanation. Mm -hmm. God. God. (laughs) Welcome to our new religious podcast. (laughs) Campers in Madison, today we're headed to Roswell, New Mexico to visit the International UFO Museum and Research Center. I'm thrilled. 
first of all, when I was doing all this research, I was like, there's no way we haven't done this museum. I know, yet. that's crazy. Yeah. Were we just like waiting to go? I think there? so. We were just raring. Um, all right, sources. That was um, an excerpt from a Newsweek article about the unsolved mystery case. Um, Astrobi- God, that was such a good episode. So good. Astrobiology.nasa.gov and the Wikipedia pages for extraterrestrial life, the Thule papyrus, and the list of reported UFO sightings. I've never loved a list more. Oh, such a good And list. you know that says a lot for me. It says a lot. You love I lists. love a list. Madison, what is your stance on alien life? Bring them on. I'm, I, I believe in them. I'm ready. You're ready to accept them? No. I'm actually terrified of them, but I do <laughs> think they're I'm real. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So don't actually bring them on because, like, I saw something, probably on Reddit, I'm sure, that was like, he, what was it? Maybe it was when they went to the moon or something, and it was like the president had, writ, like, typed out a letter and was like, we are, you know, these are men from the United States of America on the planet Earth. They're going to understand English. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. How self-centered can you be that you think that they understand any human language, right. much less the right. white one? Right. <laughs> um, well, it's also crazy to me because, like, how many species exist on this Earth and how many out of those species have the ability to speak <laughs> none well one just one one and a half if you count so, parrots well and i think about that all the time where i'm like alien life could be literally anything it could be an animal yeah it could be a microorganism yeah yeah, yeah exactly and so i i don't know it does freak me out though because it like it just makes me feel very vulnerable mm. um yeah like if we were to discover some sort of life that is on another planet or something mm-hmm. um, that is human-like in in the sense of like a civilization right. and all of that. I I am scared of that. I'm scared. But I also, statistically speaking, there's no way that doesn't exist out there. There's literally no. Why way. would we be the only ones? Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that we would be the only ones. I also feel like it's so um crazy that we even exist in the first place that's true that's a good point you know but who knows who's to say who is to say here's another thing charlie and i talk about this all the time because like (laughs) don't ever think about outer space too much because my my question that i always end up at is like where is it yeah what's it in what is it in what is space's container no i Here's the thing. I know it's cool to like space and think space is cool. Not me. I hate no, space. I'm scared, I'm so scared of, it. of it. I'm so scared. I'm scared of it. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. You couldn't pay me enough money yeah. in any currency to no. go to leave our atmosphere. I'm a homebody. No, I'm a homebody. I mean, I'm not a homebody, but I'm a homebody when it comes in to every earth. sense of the word. <laughs> I'm an earth body. I'm an earth body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a couple of earth bodies. That's all. Nothing weird about that. <laughs> um, anyway, that is my stance on aliens. I believe in the, I believe in them just based on probability alone. Yeah. 
I think maybe we should just keep our heads down because we don't just have through. because also if something does come under a, or if something does attack us we're fucked because yeah we have no way to we, we can't we can't even be united on whether or not we should let fucking Vladimir Putin <laughs> like invade Russia or yeah. invade Ukraine yeah. I just like we can't <laughs> Oh, we can't be united on on the tiniest thing like Pepsi versus Coke. No. Nope, Skyline you know versus what I mean? Gold Star. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing. We would crumble. We would, which maybe is what we need, but yeah, pineapple on pizza. We can't even get over we, that hump, you no, guys. We can't. Um. Okay, whoever put the extraterrestrial life Wikipedia page together chef's kiss god bless it's extensive okay and that's what i love about like outer space slash alien people yeah um (laughs) they know their shit (laughs) they know their shit and i also feel like i don't know if the wikipedia page is like this but in general i feel like they're big on like meme culture yeah and so the way that they like (laughs) the way that it all comes together is just a very specific Mm -hmm. genre absolutely um but I've like cherry picked some things from this Wikipedia page. So let's start with a basic understanding of extraterrestrial life, shall we? Great. Um, extraterrestrial life, colloquially referred to as alien life, is life that may occur outside of Earth and which did not originate on Earth. Okay. No extraterrestrial life has yet been conclusively detected, although efforts are underway. Mm. Such life might range from simple forms like prokaryotes to intelligent beings, possibly bringing forth civilizations that might be far more advanced than humankind. The Drake equation. (laughs) And that's not Aubrey Drake. I think his name is Frank Drake. Uh, Francis Drake. Yes, Sir Francis Drake. Frank Drake. Frankie D. (laughs) Uh, Speculates about the existence of sapient life elsewhere in the universe. The science of extraterrestrial life is known as astrobiology. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Speculation about the possibility of inhabited worlds outside the planet Earth dates back to antiquity. Multiple early Christian writers discussed the idea of a plurality of worlds as proposed by earlier thinkers such as Democritus. Uh, Augustine references Epicurus's idea of innumerable worlds, quote, throughout the boundless immensity of space. I find that really interesting that, like, people have been writing about this forever. Forever. Like, yeah, the very basic human inclination to be like... You know, I know we don't know what's in the ocean yeah. or what goes on in there. Who but, cares? Yeah, but like, <laughs> what's in the sky? What's up with the sky? Uh, in his first century poem, De Rerum Natura, uh, the Epicurean philosopher Lucretius predicted that we would find innumerable exoplanets with life forms similar to and different from the ones on Earth and even other races of man. Hmm. Pre-modern writers typically assumed that extraterrestrial worlds would be inhabited by living beings. William Vorlong in the 15th century acknowledged the possibility that Christ could, (laughs) this is so funny, 
Christ could have visited extraterrestrial worlds to redeem their inhabitants. Okay, I thought this was going to go the route of that Jesus was an alien. Yeah. And that honestly makes more that sense makes more to sense. me than the, he kind the of actual is, gospel. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's it's not from like he started the on Sky Earth. Palace. Yeah. And he comes down here. I like the idea of Jesus doing mission work throughout the, the universe. <laughs> That is funny. That is so good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas of Cusa wrote in 1440 that the Earth was a brilliant star, wrong, like other celestial objects visible in space, which would appear similar to the sun from an exterior perspective due to a layer of fiery brightness in the outer layer of the atmosphere couldn't be more wrong. Wait, I thought the sun was a star. Yeah, but he's saying Earth looks like a star from far away. Oh. (laughs) How would he know? Yeah, exactly. Wrong. He just stands on a really tall tower. Yeah. (laughs) He's standing on the Eiffel Tower like, "Mm." this looks like the sun. (laughs) (laughs) We hadn't even invented electricity yet. Yeah. He theorized that all extraterrestrial bodies could be inhabited by men, plants, and animals, including the sun. Wrong again. Wrong again. That one I know. (laughs) Descartes wrote that there was no means to prove that the stars were not inhabited by intelligent creatures true you can't prove a universal negative Mm -hmm. I think we've proven it though because like stars are just like balls of gas Um, but in Descartes time you couldn't prove that you couldn't prove it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but their their existence was a matter of speculation The writings of these thinkers show that interest in extraterrestrial life existed throughout history, but it is only recently that humans had any means of investigating it. Since the mid-20th century, active research has taken place to look for signs of extraterrestrial life, encompassing searches for the current and historic extraterrestrial life, and a narrower search for extraterrestrial intelligent life. I am so tired of saying extraterrestrial already. I'm only on the second page. Yeah. Good luck. (sighs) Depending on the category (laughs) of search, methods range from the analysis of telescope and specimen data to radios used to detect and send communication signals. Hmm. Madison, did you watch E.T. as a child? No. And Okay. Well... That I'm answers scared my second question. <laughs> That's my thing. I was like traumatized by it. I feel like it's yeah. so scary. It's very scary. And it was a kid's yeah. movie. And the kid, the actor played the kid. Yeah, the guy in Hill House. Yeah, now he's only in scary movies <sighs> and shows. And what a great job so he does. He does a great job. Yeah. But I think that proves our point. It proves our point, mm-hmm. Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm fascinated by the history of the idea of extraterrestrial life. Mm -hmm. Um, To think that this idea goes so far back into antiquity is absolutely wild to me. Um, However, I wanted some updated info on where we stand with our research. So who better to tell us than NASA herself? Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, Also, NASA's website. I don't know if you've ever done like a deep dive filled with information oh i believe it and i love that they're all about the info they're just trying to you know let people know yeah 
Um, so I went to their page on astrobiology and took some quotations from there, some excerpts. Going to read them here now. Uh, by exploring and illuminating the world of extreme life on Earth, by experimenting with how life here began, by understanding more about the chemical makeup of the cosmos, by testing for ha- habitability, well, that's a rough word, yeah. habitability, habitability, on missions to Mars, Jupiter's moon Europa, Saturn's moon, Saturn's moon Titan, and beyond, an enormous body of science is being assembled to analyze and explain the origins, characteristics, and possible extraterrestrial dimensions of life. Whew, what a sentence. Yeah, moons have the coolest names. Oh, Europa. Europa. Titan. Io. Isn't there one called Io? Oh, yeah. Moons the, do why, have... Why is ours so boring? The moon? The moon. I mean... I mean, it's cool. It's the moon. I mean, it's, it's a classic, but also it's like... Yeah. I feel like it should have a, like a Christian name, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it should have a Christian name. Although what's more Christian and more, you know, white? The moon is so white. To just be like, I am the moon. The moon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And unlike the ETs and starship invaders of popular culture, these discoveries are and will be real. Consider, both the rover's curiosity and perseverance have clearly determined that ancient Mars was significantly more wet and warm and was an entirely habitable place for microbial life. All the ingredients needed for life as we know it, the proper chemicals, a consistent source of energy, and water that was likely present and stable on the surface for millions of years were present. That's wild. That is crazy. And that's the other thing, too, is like, even if life, we're not able to find life on another planet, even within our, you know, the Milky Way galaxy at this time, uh, I mean, how long has the universe even been wherever it is? We'll never know. In its house. (laughs) So to think that it could have just been, you know, life at another time is still very cool as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Did microbial life then begin? If so, did it evolve? Those questions remain unanswered, but this much is known. If a second genesis occurred on Mars or Jupiter's moon Europa, Saturn's moon Enceladus, or anywhere else in our solar system, then the likelihood increases substantially that many other forms of life exist on those billions of exoplanets and exomoons now known to orbit distant stars and planets. It is interesting that at this point, it is kind of just a math equation. Like, if we can find any form of life on any of these things. Yeah, here's the probability. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. One origin of life on Earth could be the result of a remarkable and inexplicable pathway to life. Two origins in one solar system strongly suggest that life is commonplace in the universe. Consider, too, the revolution in understanding that has taken place since the mid-1990s regarding planets and moons in solar systems well beyond ours. That is true, like, how far we've advanced in such a short amount of time yeah. with our exploration. I know, it's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, since ancient times, natural philosophers, then scientists, and untold interested others predicted assumed even that many other planets orbited their stars. 
By now, more than 5,000 exoplanets have been officially identified via NASA missions, such as the Kepler Space Telescope, the Transiting Exoplanet Space Telescope, the Hubble Space Telescope. I was just thinking about Hubble the other day. And also, what a cute name. Hubble. Hubble. Hubble would be such a cute name for a dog. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Hubble. Hubble. As well as ground-based observations and billions more await discovery. And that's just in our Milky Way galaxy. Wow. Just. Just. (laughs) Astrobiology research is taking place because its time has come. Scientists across the country and around the world are diving into origin of life and life beyond Earth issues and developing exciting and cutting-edge work. But NASA also has an astrobiology strategy describing where the agency sees promising lines of research, from the highly specific to the wide and broad, that the agency might support. A sampling of examples. What were the steps that led inanimate materials, rocks, sediments, organic compounds, water, to come together and build living organisms with replicating genes, cell walls, and the ability to reproduce? What led the proliferation of new life forms on Earth? How do water and essential organic compounds arrive on planet and moons, planets and moons? And how do they interact with the planets and moons they land on? Is it possible to learn from chemicals and minerals on the surface of planets whether microbes might live there, including beneath the planet's surface? Is it possible, likely even, that life exists elsewhere based on the elements other than carbon and a system different than DNA. Could such life even exist here on Earth, but is as yet undetected? Hmm. These and so many other lines of research shed light on how to identify and find extraterrestrial life, as well as how to understand the origin of life on Earth. The two issues are inseparable. Hmm. I think that's interesting. That is interesting. It's scary to think, what if it's already here among (laughs) us? No, thanks. I'm scared. What if there's aliens and they're just invisible and we're just like building houses and roads and shit on top of them? Oh, that is a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some blurred lines That's more believable to me. Yeah. Than like dead people's souls hanging out. Yeah. 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 Um, now that we've taken a sufficient amount of time for real science, oh boy, <laughs> let's go through some UFO <laughs> sightings over the years. Yes. These seemingly go on forever, so I'm going to focus on older sightings. Okay. Love. Um, because as you scroll down through the Wikipedia page, oh, it just keeps. It just, going. once you're into the 1900s, never stops. It never stops. Everyone is always seeing them. Yeah. Except me. Except me. God. Uh, This information will all be coming from the Wikipedia page for UFO sightings. The first ever recorded UFO sighting allegedly took place in the second millennium BCE. Whoa. That's so long ago. That's a very long time ago. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. And this was um, in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put anything in there. <laughs> this is so annoying of me. I didn't put anything to introduce what it was and when, um, mm. but I found the Wikipedia page describing this event. Okay. So I'm going to read that. Yeah. It's the Thule papyrus that mm. um, 
I think they found it like in the Vatican or something. Someone found it in the Vatican at some point. Some national it's, treasure shit. Right. It's this like old papyrus. And um, I'm going to read it to you about it now. The Thule papyrus is claimed to be a transcription of an Egyptian papyrus dating from the reign of Thutmose III. The claim originated in a 1953 article published in Doubt, the Fortean Society magazine, by Tiffany Thayer. According to Thayer, the transcription was sent to him by Boris de Rochwitz-Wiltz, who supposedly found the original transcription of the papyrus among papers left by Alberto Tulli, a deceased Vatican Museum director. Hmm. References to circles of fire or fiery disks allegedly contained in the translation have been interpreted in UFO and Fortean literature as evidence of ancient flying saucers, although ufologists Jacques Vallée and Chris Aubeck have described it as a hoax. Hmm. According to Vallée and Aubeck, since uh, Tully had supposedly copied it during a single viewing of the original papyrus, Using an ancient Egyptian shorthand. Oh, I don't think people know those. Um, <laughs> and de Rochwiltz had never seen the original. The alleged text likely contained transcription errors, making it impossible to verify. Sure. Great. So it's a, you know, it's a little rough there. But if it is true, that would be wild. That would be crazy. That's so old. It's very old. Okay, so um, moving a little bit forward in history, we have 218 CE uh, in Rome, Italy. Heard Uh, of it. uh, Heard of it. Uh, Livy records a number of portents in the winter of this year, including, God, Latin, Navium Specium de Kylo Adfulcis, which translates, I guess, to phantom ships had been seen gleaming in the sky. Great. So ghost boats. And that's like before airplanes. (laughs) Yeah. I think think that's before airplanes. I think so. If my math is correct. Um, And then in 76 CE, according to Pliny the Elder, I've heard of that guy, a spark fell from a star and grew as it descended until it appeared to be the size of the moon. It then ascended back up to the heavens and was transformed into a light. Whoa. Yeah. Spooky. Um, skip, 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 skip. I have a lot of these. Yeah. You guys. Uh, another one in Rome. 196. I love when people just go back and forth between like AD and CE. <laughs> like yeah. I can't keep up. Yeah. This one's AD or CE. Uh, historian Cassius Dio described, quote, a fine rain resembling silver descended from a clear sky upon the forum of Augustus. He used some of the material to plate some of the bronze coins, but by the fourth day afterwards, the silvery coating was gone. Mm. Suspicious. Um, there are reports from 740 uh, from several sets of Irish annals uh, of uh, all of the entries say something to the effect of ships with their crews were seen in the air. That's so weird that everyone is seeing that. Yeah. Ugh. When there's like several people corroborating it. Yeah. Oh, I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
The next one um, on this page was the uh, Nuremberg phenomenon, which we've yeah. already talked about on mm-hmm. the pod. Um, 1566 in Basel, Switzerland, a broadsheet published in 1566 depicted numerous spherical objects appearing out of the sun. This event is depicted in a 16th century woodcut by Samuel Coxius and Samuel Apiarius. Thanks, Samuels. Thanks, Sams. Okay. Let's get a little further down the road here. Um, Here we go. Eastern Shore, Japan. This one's in 1803. Uh, Local fishermen reportedly saw a vessel drifting in close by close by waters they say when they investigated it a beautiful young woman they described as having red and white hair and dressed in strange clothes appeared the fishermen claim that she was held a nope that she held a square box that no one was allowed to touch and she spoke to them in a language they never heard before some ufo believers think this story was a credible document of a close encounter of the third kind in japan wow just because she was not sharing? She was not sharing. <laughs> she was holding a box. No one was allowed to touch it. Man, I wonder what was in that box. <laughs> Aside from alien secrets. Yeah, lots of alien secrets, uh, probably. Every alien just secret. just know it. Um, Aurora, Texas, 1897. A tale of a UFO crash and a burial of its alien pilot in the local cemetery was sent to newspapers in Dallas and Fort Worth in April 1897 by local correspondent S.E. Hayden. Now, whether other people talked about it or not, I don't The know. aliens buried one of their own in a cemetery. Either that or humans buried an alien. Oh, okay. In, in which case, you'd think the other humans would... You know, they could just take someone to the burial site. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, sighting in New Zealand in 1909, strange moving lights and some solid bodies in the sky were seen around Otago and elsewhere in New Zealand and were reported to newspapers. Um, Foo Fighters. Oh. Oh, World War Two. Oh, the World the War Two kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the band. The actual fighters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dave, what you doing? <laughs> uh, Cape Girardeau UFO crash of 1941. Uh, first responders and Baptist minister allegedly view crashed uh, spacecraft and bodies published in 1981 based on the minister's surviving grandchild. Okay. Sometimes you get too many um, degrees of separation, exactly. and it's like exactly, yeah. You know, it's a little yeah, rough. Yeah, it's hard. It's tough. It's tough. Um, the Maury Island incident in 1947. Harold A. Dahl reported that his dog was killed and his son was injured by debris in an encounter with four to six flying donut-shaped objects. Wow! 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 rude that they would kill the dog and injure a kid yeah just you know feels like they could have come in peace but oh my god maybe not he also claimed that a witness was subsequently threatened by the men in black the men in black men in black (laughs) or just some men in black just it just could have been men wearing black yeah it's a common color it is 
And then I'm going to take us to 1947, the Roswell incident. (gasps) Yes. United States Army Air Forces announced the capture of a flying saucer. Hours later, the Army announced that the find was a crashed weather balloon. In 1978, the case regained attention after Army officer Jesse Marcel told UFO researchers that the weather balloon explanation was a cover story. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. it. I freaking knew it. Okay. The Roswell incident of 1947 brings us to our Museum of the Week, the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell, New Mexico. From the About Us section on their website, The International UFO Museum and Research Center at Roswell, New Mexico, was organized to inform the public about what has come to be known as the Roswell Incident. The museum is a nonprofit 501c3 corporation dedicated to the collection and preservation of materials and information in written, audio, and visual formats that are related to the 1947 Roswell Incident and other unexplained phenomena related to UFO research. The museum endeavors to be the leading information source in history, science, and research about UFO events worldwide. The International UFOs Museum constituents are committed to gathering and dispersing to all interested parties in the most qualified and up-to-date information available. Mm. Um, I found the Atlas Obscura article on this museum to be very informative, so I'm going to read that. Okay. Prior to the opening of the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell, New Mexico, that is a mouthful. It is. Come up with an acronym, guys. Yeah. In 1992, the city did not really show any signs of being home to the famous incident. Hmm. But if you look at a map now. That's all. That's all they got. After being sought after by various UFO researchers, Lieutenant Walter Hott who worked for the military in Roswell in 1947, had the idea of building the museum as an educational center for the public. Now, I think it's very interesting that this was a military fiasco and that a guy working for the military in Roswell decided to start this museum. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you, What does that mean? What does it mean? Little did he know, hundreds of thousands of people from around the world were waiting for this paranormal mecca. Yep. We were waiting. We We were were all waiting with bated breath. (laughs) Today, curious tourists and researchers have helped the city grow as a popular attraction, leaving the city with no other choice than to accept the reputation as epicenter of extraterrestrials. God bless. I love it. The educational enterprise does not try to convince its visitors, but rather urges them to ask questions and do research in their research center. Mm. The museum features tons of, I feel like, you know, the Scientology Museum could take a page out of their book. Yeah. Let the people find it organically. Exactly. Yeah. No need to uh, shove it down their throats. Yeah. Please don't. The museum features tons of information regarding the Roswell incident, as well as alleged crop circles and abductions. God, Uh, I love a crop circle. God, I love a crop circle. What is up with crop circles? What does it mean? What does it mean is that where ufos land yeah i don't know i love it i I want to know everything about it it. yeah 
God, mm. I love crop circles. It's so they're so creepy. Yeah, out crops in are fields. creepy. Crops are creepy. Yeah, fields are creepy. Yep. Wow, I love it. Mm. Models of aliens, UFOs, autopsy reports, and documentaries can be found here, depicting what some believe to be the ultimate truth. Whether you are a believer or a non-believer, the museum is an interesting site and has allowed the once unknown town of Roswell to grow into a world-known site and location for vast of what? <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to say. Um, anyways, information regarding a handful of alleged happenings. Across the street, one can find the world's first UFO-themed restaurant. I can't believe it took us this long. Well, here's the thing. From what I could tell, the restaurant looks like it may have closed down. Aww. I think that they were referring to the Crash Down Diner, which is so cute. 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 I, I, I was hoping it was a diner when you said the first it's restaurant. I was like, it has be to be a classic yeah. chrome-filled diner. Yeah. Um, which, if that is the case, they have closed. But do not worry. There are a million other UFO-themed <laughs> restaurants. In Roswell. Okay, I have a lot of reviews to read. And I knew going into like, I, I only looked at Google reviews. I wish I had time to look everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's a know. real gold mine. Oh, it really is. Um, okay, so I'm going to start out with um, a one star from Maria Loya. And Maria said... <laughs> Back in August, my husband and his mom, along with our nephews and nieces, went to the museum and stoked at the gift shop on the mm. way out. Unfortunately, the service was horrible. They told my mother-in-law they didn't accept credit cards for payment, but yet everyone was paying with credit card, and she was unable to cancel the transaction to pay cash. But yet the transactions got canceled regardless because she was walking out with nothing. What? What? <laughs> They can't cancel it. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, also, my husband. <laughs> this is so good. Also, my husband has a skin condition. <laughs> oh, don't. Don't reveal this much. Now, she wrote that is called verticulo, which I'm assuming is vitiligo isn't that how you say it vitiglia vitig vitil something but like if your husband has it you should probably know that it's not she said verticulo verticulo it's vitiligo or vitiligo however you pronounce it um which makes his skin have patches of white it is not contagious and yet the same cashier was ignoring him while in line to pay Blaming on the skin condition is so funny. Uh, She instead told the person behind him that she would help them out. But my husband was next in line to purchase his items, but she kept insisting on taking the customers behind him. This is so funny to me because it could have just been like a miscommunication or like a weird, hectic situation. (laughs) (laughs) The other cashier noticed and she took his payment. I feel that was very disrespectful and rude. In my opinion, if you do not want to handle customers with with certain criteria, what does that mean? Then maybe this is not the job for you. 
We felt disrespected and discriminated against due to our race because we are Hispanics. Yet there are different people that visit the museum on a daily basis. So therefore, you should not be in customer service. Oh my God, this is just... Now racism, I can understand. (laughs) I see that everywhere. (laughs) A skin condition. Oh, it's too much. Uh, My husband headed inside to the museum to complain and was told by the same cashier that the manager was on lunch... Uh, What? Took his phone number and was never contacted. Yet the museum closes at 6 p.m. And it was 5.30 p.m. at that time. So how is it that the manager was on lunch when they were to clo- <laughs> they were close to closing time? Can we not? This, this is so funny to me because how many times, like, as a manager in customer service, have you had to wait for everyone else to get through their lunches? Yeah. And then you end up taking, like, a shitty last-minute lunch. Yeah, for five minutes before it closed. Yeah. And then you have to close. Not surprising and happens all the time, but okay. This was the worst experience for their first time going. What? For their first time going. Never have I that has been there multiple times experienced this type of discrimination. I mean. So if you have a skin condition, don't go. (laughs) It also sounded like. She didn't go that time. It sounded like it was just yeah, her husband and mother-in-law. And so she was just like, hold on. Yeah. I'll write this review if for There was you. no periods anywhere Great. in that. Uh, that's what I love. But one of my favorite types of reviews is when someone is just like blasting off. Yeah, they can't be They bothered. haven't formed a single thought before writing this. Oh, yeah. It's just whatever comes into their it's, mind. That's yeah. what they're typing. Exactly. I love it. Uh, one star from Nancy Denmark. <laughs> I drove from the Grand Canyon to see this UFO museum, which like, Brag. do you live in the Grand Canyon? Yeah, are you a snake? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't arrive until 3.50 p.m., but thought we had about an hour to go in museum because it's only open 9 to 5. The website said on street parking and parking on side of building. We drove around six blocks looking to park our 31-foot RV and couldn't find parking. (laughs) Nancy Denmark, Denmark. don't rat on yourself like that because we would have been on on your, yeah, 31 (laughs) feet. It's a boa. It's a boa. Um, A python. There's nowhere to park. I... Oh, my God. Wish website said they can't accommodate RVs. To assume that everyone can until they say otherwise is so wild. That is wild. And also just call ahead if you're call in a 31-foot ahead, RV. Especially if you're driving from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Plan better, Plan Nancy. Better, Plan better. Nancy. Oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> So one of the things we really wanted to do here and drove this far for, we couldn't do. So people in RVs with no tow vehicle, don't try this. You will be very disappointed as I am. That is entirely on you, Nancy. That makes you look like a fool. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Because if you were excited and if you obviously didn't plan well and, oh, (laughs) I need to take a breath. Okay, well, while you breathe, I'll read to you Benjamin's review. This place, one star. This place had a friendly staff, but this place was pretty lame. Didn't even have real aliens to show. (laughs) 
Benjamini. <laughs> Lil Mayo wasn't there. You can literally walk through the whole place in one minute. I brought my friends all the way from New York. Pretty disappointing. All the way from New York? <laughs> <laughs> no real aliens? I know. What the a audacity. disappointment. Ugh. Oh, my God. And this last one is... It's so good. It's like this guy is using Google reviews as his personal, like, GPS. Um, (laughs) And that'll all make sense in one moment. (laughs) One star um, from, oh, it's a woman, Brianna, maybe a woman, uh, Brianna Grace. This is the worst place ever. I have been looking for the Crashdown Cafe for 10 years, and this is where it supposedly is, but it's not. Looking for it for 10 years. 10 years, babe. Have you heard of the internet? A lot of snakes in this concert. Truly. I need to find Vasquez's rock. Anyone know where they are? Uh, (laughs) Asking. How is anyone supposed to get in touch with you if they do? You are leaving a review. It's not a place for questions. Asking where something is in a Google review when you simply could just scroll up and Google it. You're already on the page. You're halfway there, babe. Wow, 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 wow. And that. Anyone know where where Vasquez's Rocks is? Uh, That was the International UFO Museum and Research Center. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. God, I love UFO stories. I love them. I want, I don't want to experience one. I would, no, I would pee my pants a lot. I'd like to see one, I think, but, um, while I'm already on my deathbed. Yeah. (laughs) So that I just can just pass pass away away. knowing that they're real. No, I think that would scare scare me even more. Yeah, but in a moment, you're not even going to know. True. It'll all be gone. It'll all be gone. Wow. Amazing <laughs> work. Thank you. Aliens are just wild. They are. Do you have a favorite um, like outer space movie? No. Okay. I, because I don't like space. And so I think That's honestly. That's true, but you don't watch any like movies about it? No, because it's too scary. I think honestly one of the worst two hours of my life Uh-oh. was when you convinced me to go see Interstellar. I was in just theater. thinking Interstellar <laughs> is one of my favorites. <laughs> I hated it. I hated really? every. Oh, it was too scary. It is kind of scary, but like, how good is that movie? You don't. I like blocked it. it. I blacked out. Anything Christopher Nolan does, I'm fully on board. I blacked out. Um, did you ever watch The Martian? No. Okay. We might have. I know that you don't like. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna make you watch a whale documentary series. That's not fair. I don't think that's comparable. I don't think that's comparable. Cause space scares me too, and I get that. But it's like you can also be entertained by it. No, I okay. refuse. All right. Um, what's your favorite space movie? Well, I was gonna say Interstellar, but <laughs> but I just shit all over it. I I can recognize that it was like a good film. It was yeah. a good piece of cinema. I'm not interested in the plot, the part where it was like, you know, however many years had passed in like four seconds. No, I will vomit. That was scary. I will vomit. That was scary and sad 
and scary. Yeah, I don't need sadness on top of my fear. Yeah, that's so true. Just Good point. don't make a space drama. <laughs> space already brings the no, drama just I by want existing. Space drama. I want space drama. I don't want sci-fi. I want, I mean, I know it's all sci-fi because, you Maybe know. Maybe Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam is good. Um, one of Matt's favorite movies that he introduced me to was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Never seen it. It's, a, it's all K's. Clowns with a K. Oh. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Probably. I fell asleep during it. Okay. Um, is it about the KKK? No. Okay. It's just an unfortunate, you know, the letter K gets a bad rap. Yeah. It yeah. does, but it, does. it kind of did it to itself, I think. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I like any other space movies. Well. Probably not. It'd be crazy if I did. That would be crazy if you did. Um, well. We'll noodle, noodle on it. We'll noodle on it. Campers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey. Um, wow. Have you guys ever been probed? <laughs> Let us know. Let Hello us at the right museum in. camp. <laughs> we'll need you to sign a HIPAA release form first, yeah. and then you can let and us then know. You can let us know. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from that question. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Curiosity okay, got the better. So of me. here's what. Here's our thing. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you've been probed. Yeah. Um, tell us your general thoughts on aliens. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a UFO? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know where Vasquez's rock is? <laughs> Brianna is, she's desperately she's, needing she's to know. She's just been searching for decades now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all of those responses and more, yeah. you can submit to us via social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at the Museum Camp. I foresee it getting pretty weird on social I media. I can't imagine week. it won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hope also, you know, we can find a, a way to post um, our favorite video of all time which may be my favorite space oh, film is the tim and eric the that's universe. the best space thing of it's all the time. best space film that's the only one i'll watch yeah it's 10 um, minutes long best 10 minutes of your life yep or in our case probably 400 minutes yeah because we've watched it a lot of times we've watched it a lot yeah i could perform it and i have and i have recently yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> um okay so social media uh-huh. um if you would um like to support us on patreon we do have a patreon for patrons um it is patreon.com slash the museum camp uh-huh um five dollars a month is our one and only tier yeah. i mean i guess you can give more if you want but i have a lot of tiers personally yeah on a daily basis but yes as far as patron patronage goes yeah it's just the just one just the one yep a single tier a single tier for our patrons um <laughs> and then last but not least if you're enjoying this podcast um or if you're enjoying yourself while it plays in the background mm-hmm. we would really appreciate a review yeah we'd love uh, it. if you can if you're on an app that allows that you know where and how to do that please mm-hmm. don't um you know ask any questions because we can't answer them no we're um, busy trying to figure out space life yeah we have we have things to do yeah 
Um, and campers, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye. Goodbye.